This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. Welcome to Conversations with Sam Dean. I'm Sam Dean and I'm excited to have you here to explore the conversations that accountants and advisors can have with their clients to cultivate business mastery. All the notes and links for the show can be found at blueprinthq.com.au slash podcast. Let's start a conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 7 of Conversations with Sam Dean. I am super happy to be at Episode 7 because... Some stats that I've heard is that if a podcast makes it past um, seven episodes, and apparently most don't make it past the first, they're most likely to go to 15. And once they're at 15, they'll make it to 25, um, and then they're more than likely to make it to 100. So I think this is a big, big step. Pleased to say that I've already actually recorded episode eight and nine. So hopefully that'll hold us in good stead going forward. Interesting that the stat around podcasts is seven, which is also, like marriages, apparently, um, year seven is a bit of an um, indication on marriages as well. So seven is always an interesting number. Anyhow, enough of that. Let's get on. Episode seven is part two of working around the shift from expert to advisory mindset, which is super important when it comes to having um, great conversations. And one of the things that we've really got to work on to have better um, conversations with our clients, um, staff, and other stakeholders so today um, we're going to go through the the last three, which is uh, more around the approach, and that's approaching things from a specialist point of view, from an expert mindset into a more general mindset, our focus on transactions as opposed to our focus on meaningful client relationships, and then how we actually approach problems and feel uncomfortable around it rather than a collaborative approach to problems as well. So those are the three things we're going to go through today. Before we do that, I just want to quickly step back and run through the three attitudes that we learned about last week, which is that shift from reactive to proactive, from telling our answers as opposed to being curious and asking people and listening, and then being apathetic in our approach to a more empathetic approach. So we want to start working towards, just reiterating again, a proactive curious and empathetic approach to our conversations and then that would also obviously help us with our shift from expert to advisory mindset. So bearing those three attitudes in mind, let's drill down on the three approaches to uh, conversations and, and to this mindset. So the first one I want to drill down on the specialist, more product-centric approach so that means that we approach things on what we can actually deliver and we offer solutions based on our years of experience as education as, and training as opposed to a more client-centric generalist approach which actually looks at holistically at the client's problems, explores the root causes and not just the symptoms and then we build our advice and our solutions around the client problems. So it's a very client-centric approach. So let's drill down on some of the how we can actually look at this and how we can actually make this better. I think from when we look at from the specialist expert client-centric approach, I feel that if you want an example of this, just look at any of our websites. 
If you go to any of our websites, you'll see a listing of products and services and what we actually do. So it's very much based on our specialisations, our expertise. So we do tax, we do bookkeeping, we do succession planning, we do whatever that may be. So that's definitely the expert product-centric approach that we have. We put it out in the marketplace. We just assume that um, people understand the problems that they solve. If you then flip that to where we need to, to a client-centric approach, well, our marketing would be around what are the problems that we're solving? We can actually look into the client problems and ask them where they're at and what they're doing and what are their actual problems that they want us to solve. So for tax, obviously, and I've said this before, the problem that we're solving is they want to feel safe around the compliance or they perhaps just don't want to go to jail. They know that they have to do it, so we're solving a problem there. So that's a very simple way to look at it. So often I think that we, in this, we always base our advice on the solutions that we can do as opposed to what our clients and our clients' problems are. And I think this is one of the very big areas that we have to shift across it. And it's this shift from a specialist expert product-centric approach to a client-centric approach. So all our offerings are based on our clients' problems. When we talk to our clients and when we market to our clients, we're talking about what are the problems that we're solving. So then they can go to our websites or wherever and say, oh, I've got that problem. I'll go to them to solve it rather than them having actually to link what their problems are or what their perceived problems are to what it is that we actually deliver. So this is really important, I think, going forward um, and certainly in the, the way we approach conversations with our clients. You know, I hear this a lot. I'll just give you a quick example of this at play. So if you have someone ringing up and say, I'm just going to come in, I can't pay this latest bus, can you help me with it? The the, um, product-centric client, the expert-centric approach to that would be, cool, we will give the ATO a call. Our our expertise says that we'll be able to actually get you on some kind of repayment schedule. That's the expert approach to it. The client-centric, more um, generalist approach would be to say, hey, come on in, client, let's have a conversation around this. Let's drill down on actually what's caused it. So what's the root cause of this? What is it that has caused the fact that you, you know, that you are behind in your bus? And then what is the problem that we're actually trying to solve here? So this could go in many ways. It could say, oh, well, I actually didn't know that this was due. So then that could be an education issue and and the root cause of it is actually a lack of knowledge around that it could be well I've just you know sending my kids to school I'm you know I just don't have the money at the moment I don't understand why you know I've got this debt right now and then that so that could be actually an overspending a personal overspending problem and it could be that they need to actually go on some kind of program around looking at their personal budgets etc so it's not just about that and of course you're going to go and do the solution which is get the installments for the tax office and actually get that that debt repaid off but if you don't get to the root cause which is the fact that they're overspending money that they're not earning that they don't have that problem is going to keep continually happening and be very transactional every time people are going to get frustrated you go to the root cause and say hey if we could Come up with a solution and you know, have a look at where you're expending money, maybe have a look at your business, see if we could grow it a little bit more to either increase the revenue or then obviously decrease your costs. 
and then also do some forward planning on when the next one's due and what might actually happen, you know, would that be helpful and actually solve the root cause problem, which is overexpenditure. So that's a, a very simple way to have a look at it. If you notice there, we've actually then gone up, you know, to the next stage of looking beyond the one transaction of getting them into a instalment plan with the ATO to a lot more relationship-based and actually creating a buyer going forward. So that's the differences there between having the, the product-centric and the client-centric approach. All the problems should be based on what the client's problems are, not what we, what, what our solution, what, what our expertise is. The next one we're going to look at is our focus on transactions to focus on building a meaningful client relationships. So I think that the previous example is another stems into this as well. So if we just focused on that one little transaction, then we didn't have time to then develop the relationship. I want to delve a little bit deeper into this too. Another thing about, you know, working on the client relationship as opposed to the transaction too is that the shift from expert uh, professional services to advisory mindset also means that we need to shift from this constant sell as well. So something comes up that's transactional that we look at it and say, oh, you know, an example could be um, a business valuation comes up, I need to sell my business. We might then say yes to that. We're constantly saying yes to transactions rather than creating a buyer, which is, you know, building the relationship. So people are constantly coming to us to then say, can you help us with this? Or going back to the previous example, you're creating a buyer because you're actually under working on their underlying problem rather than to constantly have to transactionally sell. So every time we concentrate on a transaction, and I mean, realistically, every year an income tax return is a transaction, we're constantly selling, constantly selling. And then so this is a shift from selling to creating a buyer, which is around the client engagement piece. This also goes back to another aspect of this is also always saying yes to something. So a client comes to us with a problem, and then we actually just say yes to it. And then we go and try to find the solution and we spend a lot of time on it rather than the independence of then saying, look, we can't actually do that for you, but we might be able to find someone that does and then actually have some tough conversations going again back to that previous example of, hey, you are spending too much money. We need to sort that problem out as opposed to the transactional. Let's just keep getting them um, repayment changes with the ATO. So that's just quickly reiterating on that. So moving from a focus on transaction to client relationships, we're trying to stop, you know, selling transactionally on that and creating buyers. And then we're also moving from saying yes to things to creating a bit more independence and, and that willingness to say no there as well. The last one is that we feel uncomfortable about approaching problems that we might not know the solution to. And then the, the advisory mindset on that is then to look at the collaborative approach and finding ways to bring in a new solution that may not already be available in your organization or it might be available outside your networks. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time drilling on this one because this is super important for us to go forward. One of the, the mindset shifts, the attitude shifts that we have to have on here and the question that we always ask and this is so much of a problem that I've actually got it on my meeting rules every time I talk to anybody, 
is we've got to stop the traditional approach that leads to this of this is how we've always done it, so we'll keep doing it this way, as opposed to the innovative approach, which is let's think about how we can actually do this better. Is there new solutions out there? Could we um, go and look at new people or new ways to do it? So this is an extremely important shift. We've got to get those words out of our language. I'm going to do this because this is the way I've always done it. It didn't work once or somebody tried that once or I asked that client this once as opposed to, oh, you know, it's not going to uh, suit everybody all the time, which is the, the more innovative approach as well. The next aspect of this is obviously then looking at the uncomfortable approach of solving problems that we might not know the solution is actually bringing other people into the collaborative network. So moving away from the silo approach of how do I approach this problem? Well, I'm I'm feeling uncomfortable. I, I don't know the solution to that, but maybe somebody would, which is then the collaborative approach and then bringing in the collaboration of other experts in these fields or even other people in our in the accounting firm itself. So this is a really big one and it actually needs a whole different way of of communicating. There's a lot of conversation to be had around this, particularly in our networks, of getting to know what other people actually do. This does take time. And so we can actually then suggest and be able to bring that collaborative approach as opposed to our silo approach. If I had to pick one professional services and attribute that I would really like to shift, it, it's probably this one, assuming that you go. It's just that we have such a siloed approach, even in our own firms. We are so busy doing what we do every day that we don't look outside and say, well, how can we go back to that client-centric approach and bring a team of people together or a team of experts together because we're really not sure what other people do or we, we silo it. We don't want them to cut across onto our approach. So once more, circling back over the three shifts that we want to start working on and again you know I ask you just to look at one of these at a time how can we shift from the expert product centric approach so approaching everything based on our solutions um, and our own experience to the client centric which is then approaching it from a client problem perspective how can we focus less on the transactions and the actual transactions in front of us and more on the actual client relationship and building long-term reoccurring relationships when they come to us, creating the buyer as opposed to constantly working on a transactional basis? And then how can we feel less uncomfortable approaching problems where we might not know the solution and shift more to a collaborative and fine way, an innovative way, as we said, as opposed to the traditional way of bringing new solutions that might not necessarily be available right now going forward? So as usual, um, I'd like to give you a couple of tips that you can practically put in place to work through this. So if you just pick one of those and then every time you have a meeting or a telephone conversation coming up, see if you can slightly tweak the approach. And the best way to do this is to get prepared. So if you've got a, a meeting coming up with a client, these are a couple of questions that I suggest you write them down and pick one or two of them to ask in that and prepare an agenda and actually what you're going to actually discuss in the meeting based on the three aspects that we talked about today and then the three attitudes that we've previously talked about, you can ask yourself these sort of questions. So what is a thought-provoking question that I could ask? So get a little bit curious that it's based on what, what the client's come 
to me with. So if we go back to the simple example I used is that they're behind in their um, GST payments and they want to come to a loan. So a thought-provoking question there could be, you know, tell me how we got into this situation and if we could stop this happening again, would you want to know about that? So they stop and think, so they're getting off the transaction and thinking about why this might have happened. Then another question, a self-question you could ask is, you know, how can I actually reframe this conversation by asking questions like the previous one? How could I bring a fresh idea? Is there something that I could think about in within the meeting itself? And how could I use this opportunity to connect our work back to our client's agenda? So there's some questions that you can possibly ask. I think that two, obviously, I, I can't say this enough. You'll hear me come back to it all the time when we're having conversations with our clients. It's a two-way conversation. It's super important we listen so we can actually start hearing those problems coming out and we continually ask questions and thought-provoking questions around that. Even if that question is as simple as why, why do you think this has happened? What's happening with it? So once more, there will be podcast notes on this. We'll also have our, a little questionnaire around our expert to advisor mindset. So you can actually go and have a a quick go at to where you actually sit on the sphere. Again, shifting from expert to advisory mindset, there's nothing wrong with the expert mindset. It's not a right or a wrong answer. It's just that if you want to have better conversations with your clients and you want to move into more meaningful relationships, these are the skills and the attitudes that we do have to start changing over time. Some actions that you can reflect on when you go through that or even if you just quickly go through it in the podcast is just pick one thing that you want to work on and improve first and then jot down two or three small things that you can do to start that shift, just two or three. And then you can either revisit this podcast and the previous one or, as I said, we have got um, some information on the website as well that you can work towards. So. Continue the conversations. I look forward to continuing mine with you. And remember, be brave. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sam Dean and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au. And remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.